0: Welcome into the dad verb podcast on this episode, we're going to be talking about things that we did as kids that we're going to try to keep our kids from doing parenting here in 2024 is a lot different than how we all kind of grew up in the 90s. Uh, So, you know, we're going to be talking about or highlighting some of those changes, uh, covering off on uh, some of our favorite video games from our childhood, which is something that we were supposed to talk about in the last episode, but uh, we're moving it to here. And uh, we're going to kick things off with our sick check. And uh, good. Everyone healthy? Yeah. No good. Good. Still healthy. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I'm actually really excited for this topic this week because this is something that. We kind of grazed on in a previous episode where we talked Mm -hmm. about how kind of like you know uh, America burned the village kind of a thing, Uh, and you know the the world has definitely changed. And like I mentioned, we did mention it before about how you know the the simple act of of kind of going out, riding your bike, walking home from school. That's like those are just like things that we did as kids, but now like Mm -hmm. every. Around us is a threat. Something can happen to kids on their way. You know, it's just like so, like, uh, um, so, you know, things have changed. Uh, but that's kind of where we're going with this as well. I think each of us are going to kind of try to bring something to the table, um, with regards to this of, of, you know, things that our kids are not going to be doing, you know, versus how, uh, how we grew up. But, Andrew, how about we kick it off with you, man? What's something that you did that you don't think
1: daughter's going to be doing? So, <laughs> daughters, yeah, great. Um, so, when I was a kid, I have very distinct memories of. Uh, there's kind of I had a lot of outdoor autonomy as a child. I guess is the way I would I would put it. Um, I would ride my bike quarter mile, half mile. Like, mm-hmm. find a pop can on the way, go to the gas station on the main thoroughfare in town, and buy candy, right? <laughs> and, I mean, this would have been prior to – I would have less than 10 years old because this was before I moved to Boston, and I did that around the age of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was not old enough to be interfacing with adults at a gas station, Right. I should not have been half a mile to a mile from home by any kind of reasonable standard of modern standard anyway of parenting. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there were no air tags. There were no cell phones there. were Right. I was just mm-hmm. MIA from my mom's purview. Um, just a free range kid. Yeah. for The current term is feral children. Right. I was a yeah. feral child in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. I was and a latchkey just,
0: kid. They called me yeah. latchkey well, kid. Because oh, we I was but I too. wasn't.
1: Like, my mom mm. was a stay-at-home mom. So, like, she was there. I was just mm. allowed to wander oh. off, right? And uh-huh. can you imagine in today's society an eight or a nine-year-old walking into a gas station with a half a dozen beer cans, yeah. turning them in for money and leaving with candy and people wouldn't like I don't know. I live in small town Iowa now, so maybe that isn't yeah. going to be that uncommon mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This is geography This wasn't
1: small town to- Iowa. That was the second largest major city in the state. Like it was a mm-hmm. urban area. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to stop my kids from doing it, right? But it is definitely something I'm going to have a little more oversight over if that makes any sense mm-hmm. or at least I get it. Observational, like, hey, you left the geofence on your watch. Where'd you go? (laughs) Right? Like, yeah, dude, look what I have Uh here. Look what I
0: have here. I mean, is this extreme now? Right? We got the air tag my kids. Yeah, we, how how do you air tag your kids? Do you have them in watches or do you put them in the soles Um,
1: of their shoes? Like, how do you? Mm -hmm. It just says that this is what it's come to. They have faux watches, so they're, they're these little silicone watches with Minnie Mouse. And mm. there's an air tag in each one of them. There you um, and when my daughter gets old enough, when my oldest daughter gets old enough, she's not taking it off, she will get an Apple Watch. Mm. It's, it, everybody's mm. going to be like, that's ridiculous. But I can call it. I can text it. She can call me. And I get GPS location as long as there's cell phone service. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And nowadays, yeah. she can get yeah. 911 and hold her wrist up to the sky, and it'll talk to a satellite and tell me there's a problem. Like, It's going to happen. Pretty I, solid. Yeah, trust. I'm the I'm the guy who would GPS implant his kids. Okay, I'm gonna admit it. Like if that was a thing, they'd have a subdermal implant that they could remove when they were 18. Like that's
0: <laughs> for the for the uh, for the uh, the audio only listeners. By the way, I w- I was holding Air Tags, and I um I. I just, I always forget. I'm always like thinking that people are only watching these on YouTube. They're not like, I'm, I wish I could conduct a poll. Like who, who, who's listening versus who's watching? Like where a majority of people mm-hmm. are coming from. Uh, that's what the but,
1: analytics are for. Yeah. Just... I don't know how to look at analytics, but <laughs> 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 I'm a content creator A-word too. It's A word so. on the dashboard, that A word, that's multiple syllables. You can't, can't understand. Click at, like, that one. Yeah. You know, like
0: reels <laughs> analytics on, and YouTube anal- I mm. know, analytics. I don't know. Podcast analytics. I don't mean. Anyway the success of this of this podcast is just gonna it's hinges on, on us being able to read analytics and uh <laughs> we're not going anywhere oh, no God. um well i can i uh, so if it's cool with you I, i'll 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 bring up one thing and i think it is something that we've talked about weeks ago but one thing that i did as a kid i don't know that we're really going to do this with with my kids are sleepovers uh we did a lot of uh sleepovers growing up and um with a bunch of buddies and uh you know we would just basically stay up all night and play tony hawk pro skater on playstation uh honestly in my experience it was fine like nothing bad happened Mm -hmm. i've heard horror stories of 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 assaults and just bad things that are happening uh and especially as we've gotten older just progressively just like you know Mm -hmm. when i was a kid this happened and 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 you know things that people are dealing with today um because of things that happen as a result of, of sleepovers um but you know although that was something that i did a lot as a kid i don't know that uh it's something that's we're really going to have our our kids do if it is something that you know a conversation that we'd entertain i would prefer that we host that i don't trust other other parents out there i mean oh it's hard because like we have a lot of friends who are who um who you know their kids play with our kids and it's not that i don't trust mm-hmm. them but you know i i, yeah, I don't trust them so uh, even, <laughs> even though that they're super it's not close that to i me. don't
1: trust you it's that i don't trust right. you
0: yeah. Uh, but then there's you also can the, borrow flip side. the
1: lawnmower, but you're not borrowing my kid. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, on the flip side, I was like, sure. I would rather like, you know, be the house that, you know, there, that everyone's comfortable to be here and, 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 host. But at the same time, it's like, what if we host a sleepover and something bad happens and then they blame it on mm-hmm. me or they blame, or I have to take responsibility because it happened under my roof, you know, and now it becomes a liability issue. I'm like, what the, f-? so I'm like, I, I just, I want to, ri- I want to rinse my hands of it all together. We're not going to do it at all. Uh, and, and that's just something that uh, it's just sad, though, because, we, you know, the great memories with my friends, at least in my experiences, having sleepovers mm-hmm. at buddies' houses.
1: But um, yeah, well, ben, that's I'll let Ben go. But I, I think yours and I fall into the same category. And I think we should talk about like what that looks like. But let's see yeah. if Ben's falls into the same category. Pain. realm. Or he just did something stupid. Yeah. He like, or he's he's like, bottle like, rockets up the forehead. And- <laughs> we're not gonna throw <laughs> rocks, rocks off of uh
0: yeah. bridges at, at uh at cars on a freeway. Which yeah, no, no, nothing that. like that. There was
2: uh there was <laughs> there was no freeway within an hour's drive of where I grew up. Um so we were I, I grew up you know small town America sort of and when I say small town I mean we had one stoplight in my entire high school graduating class who so i went to school with from kindergarten through the day i graduated was 62 kids
1: 60
2: so i knew 62 Th- that's where i live um, right now yeah oh, I so had we ten times very very that. small that's why so like, and that was a k through 12 like county school so like a lot of kids rode the bus like an hour to school every morning so we were very much you know big 400 acre farms thousand acre farms big Big territory, not a lot of people. Um, So much like Andrew, you know, I grew up basically being able to be outside. If it was warm out, I was on my bike and I was over at a friend's house, riding through town, going to the local Cumberland Farms or Stewart's or getting pizza or whatever. Rode my bike to and from school up until the point I could drive. Um, Not something I would probably let my kids do today. First of all, just because... It's like a 20 minute drive to the local elementary school down a 55. And when I say 55, what I really mean is like a 70 mile an hour highway. (laughs) Uh, So there's really no way to get there safely without driving. Um, Even something like riding the bus, like we're really truly considering, at least for the first sort of couple of years, not letting our kids ride the bus because again the same thing keeps happening there's a ton of bullying there's a ton of like fist fights break out on the bus and especially when they're starting school like kids in kindergarten there's such just a size and uh like size weight and like physical presence difference between the kids who are in you know 4th 5th grade and the mm-hmm. kids who are in kindergarten and they're mm-hmm. all on the same bus and You know, I think one of the benefits of growing up in such a small town is that if I got bullied by somebody or if I bullied somebody else, their mom knew my mom. My mom knew their mom. They probably went to high school together like it wasn't going to fly. Like it was so easy to keep everyone in line because your your uncle's a police officer and your mom is best friends with their mom, even though they're a couple of years older than you. So, like you get beat up by somebody, you know, it travels fast. Somebody's mom knows that day that their kid was in a fight and it all gets taken care of and hashed out.
1: Mm-hmm. Whereas
2: like today we live in a really rapidly growing area and there's a lot of people and there's going to yeah. be a lot of people. I don't know a lot of neighbors. I don't know, even just in our neighborhood people that I don't know. Um, and then the other thing that you brought up, Andrew, is sleepovers, like that's something that it, it happens with immediate family. So like my mom can take my kids for a sleepover. Um, There are very few select people that are allowed to have our kids for a sleepover. And it's because, you know, they're, they're effectively like family members. And even then it's like, it's still, you kind of think about it for a minute. You're like, Oh, you know, I, I know them, but do I really know them? Right. Um, You know, what happens behind closed doors? And you're trusting someone with a piece of yourself. And I think the other piece to this is like, we have so much more access to information and statistics and data than we ever did. Yeah, um, Some of this has probably happened and was kind of hush hush and nobody really talked about it. Um, but with the majority of people having access to the internet and, and the ability to kind of post and share their story as they get older, I feel like part of it is we're just learning more about the things that happened. and trying to keep it in perspective too of like bad news travels much faster than good news so like the sensational bad stuff is going to make its way to us much faster than the good news like how many thousands of sleepovers happen and everything's right. perfectly fine how many yeah. that's yeah dozens right. that's, of sleepovers happen where something bad actually happens and that's what makes its way to our to our news feeds yeah. or instagram posts or whatever
1: and, and that's yeah. that's the point i was making earlier is that my my thing of like being a feral child and running around with a bike and the just the risk of getting kidnapped or someone you know Mm. injuring me is it falls in the same category as andrews of like it probably happens a thousand times a day in this country that a kid walks into a grocery store or a gas station alone Mm -hmm. and buys something all over this country and Mm. nothing happens to them we hear Mm. about the five where it happens. And it sends us into and, a... And it right. sends us into a rage spout, right? Yeah, there are yeah. probably sleepovers that happen every night of the year throughout Go this country. In yeah. every state. No one's abused. No one's... Right? Everybody's happy. Yeah. It was great. blah, 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 blah. We hear about the ones where there was a problem, right? And that's what's and so man because like, it's, it's not like it's not like you and i andrew are up there like man i went on a sleepover every weekend from the age 30 like we're not on instagram telling that story no. because yeah that story's boring. Nobody wants to hear that story. Yeah. Like, right? and, or, and, and like
0: all the sleepovers that I went to, like no one got like dicks drawn on their face. No one that like, did, like was messing with like alcohol or drugs. Like, I don't know. Like we were good kids yeah. and it was like, it was, it was actually a good experience. And it's really hard as parents because like you want to toe this line of like, because your kids got to be exposed to the world and they're got to have hardships. Mm-hmm. They're going to like right. get yeah. through things like this is how it is. And you got to put them in, you know, let them be those things. But like, you also want to protect them from, bad you know like like you know the really to, bad yeah like you can forgive yourself of like you know uh, yeah sure and, mm-hmm. and like 95 percent of the time or 99 percent of the time they're going to be fine to sleep over but like if right. that one percent does happen it's like god damn like you know that right. would, that would just like that would just mess how with do, you how and do that's you forgive what yourself so the question for is exactly do
1: you live in the fear state or are you prepared for the consequences
0: and that's and, and that's
1: the whole difficulty that's a of the of risk
0: yeah, and that's what's mm-hmm. so difficult for us as parents in in this day and age. It's just like what, like what is appropriate for me to like let them have that experience and go, and what is it of just like, you know, this? I I, I no, that's that's a bad idea. We shouldn't do that. Right. There's a risk there, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, it's
1: here's a I good know. one. Every situation is different for every parent, you know. How old were you guys when you saw your first angry drunk? Angry drunk? Mm. Yeah like i, I can in... clearly remember my first angry drunk and i was late teens was mm. the first like out of control angry drunk i saw a lot of drunk adults I... don't get me wrong my aunts and uncles mm. are not sober people right but um they didn't <laughs> yeah. get angry they didn't have fights or at least i don't remember it from my yeah. childhood as them being angry right My. But, mm. I Go have ahead. clear memories of like the first time an adult was drunk and like, mm. and I yeah. was old enough to know what was going on.
0: I remember when I was younger, well, my dad traveled with me a lot. See my dad, my parents divorced at a very young age and my, you know, and so when my, my mom had custody, but I would visit my dad frequently. And when I was with mm-hmm. my dad, he would, he would, his way of really, you know, getting to know not get to know me, but like hanging out the way we spend time Bonding. together is traveling. Yeah, we would bond by, by yeah. through travel. You'd take me everywhere. And um uh when I was very young, before ten, we went to the Philippines. That's a developing country, you gotta understand. So mm-hmm. and I remember we would just be in traffic and just people like banging on the on the windows trying to like get money and just some people that are like really belligerent. Um, and then I remember there's one time where we were, uh, driving through, uh, it was like an Indian land. And I remember there's one town that we passed and there was like, like people, I I don't know if they were dead bodies or they were just very inebriated and they were just passed out on the street. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I remember like seeing that was like, what am I, what is this? What am I seeing? Um, and that was like my first, uh, like, kind of understanding that, like, oh, people, like, yeah. you know, indulge. It's this. part of are, the human condition. Yeah. Or people yeah. Might, uh, don't have means, you know?
2: Yeah. And this is their way of
0: getting means. This people struggle. Like, oh, and I was like, very, so it's always yeah. before 10 that I. My
2: real exposure to the world that's not. What your parents choose to expose you to, right? right? It's sort of a, a sort of yeah. exposure to the world as it is, without that
0: protective bubble. Yeah, and um, but luckily that was for my dad. My mom, when yeah, I spent time with my mom, with my mom somebody who is safe. Like my mom, she really the view of the world was just like there is no sex, no one has sex. There's nothing. There's no boobies. You know, like oh, it just like, doesn't exist.
2: <laughs> if it's yeah. if she doesn't agree with it, it doesn't exist. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> like there is only Jesus, and that's it. And you know, and I was just like. Uh, and so I, you know, I don't know how to bring up those experiences for my kids mm-hmm. well, uh, that, the, 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 you know, the things that I saw from my dad, because I feel like I go into the state that my mom approached, you know, where it's just like very protective and like there's, you know, don't worry about it. Turn your turn your head away. Oh, Versus, you know, but like I don't want to be
1: like that. But you know, I just mm-hmm. I don't those know. Those freshmen had a really interesting first year of college. I'm just yeah. Those like, kids had never got I exposed feel like to anything. Those kids had a better freshman year than I did. I'm just yeah. throwing that out there. Got a lot I of first, like, but...
2: and that's that's if they made it through freshman year because yeah. were a, they were they had a great a first semester. Of, yeah, there were a lot of half-empty dorm rooms after those first two <laughs> semesters where where those freshmen didn't make it
0: out. I just, Um, I don't want my kids to feel like they grew up in a bubble, especially like having gone to college in Utah, right? Like there's definitely like a Mormon bubble, especially like in Provo, Utah, Mm -hmm. right? And then they grew up in like such a, like a tight knit religious thing. And when they hit that freshman year, they get that first whiff of independence. It's one of two things happen they continue and they just say like that's not right and you should be do praying and you know right. or they're just like i guess i'm doing fentanyl now like that's <laughs> like they, they just go one of two There's directions. no in between <laughs> no. yeah oh just like oh I mean, yeah. oh my gosh i love it, drinking it, so much this is amazing but
1: it that was my experiences it's either head in the sand ostrich style or off the deep end and and yes. almost radicalism and there's like nothing
0: in between which yeah. is so um so sad but like how do well they if just,
1: they are in between I, they're not in utah they just left and they never yeah, came they, back and they, they were like exactly. i'm a catholic now or something right like
0: right right <laughs> but it's like i don't yeah it's um yeah i don't it, it, you know kids are my, my oldest is six gonna be seven so these are like real things that i'm gonna have to uh you know yeah. start thinking about it and, and approaching <laughs> But, and I think the challenge of, of
2: raising kids today too, and I think about this a lot is that they're, they have, we have so much more access to everything, information, right, entertainment, content, mm-hmm. good, bad, indifferent, things you agree with, things, things you don't. And so the only thing we can really do, right, is, is, have open, honest conversations, either yes. I know, or I don't know, or yeah. I don't know. And let's explore this together and kind of figure out what the root of this is. Cause yeah. I don't know anything right. about it. Yeah. Um, and two, setting up with the, you know, I guess the best way to put it is the, the sort of moral and mental framework to be able to handle situations that they have not encountered and don't understand. All right uh, cuz you know you can't prepare them for everything right it's that impossible there's things i encounter at 36 now that i i've never seen before and i'm like okay well how do i do i have the tools to deal with this mm. right and so oh, like yeah. my my biggest focus is trying to equip the kids with like there are people who are different than you there are people who have more money, less money, uh, addictions, um, you know, it's speaking back to like the first time you saw your like first angry drunk,
1: mm-hmm. like I
2: know I was under f- five, I know mm-hmm. I was probably between like three and four. And it's because it was a family member, it was somebody that, you know, struggled with alcoholism, it eventually killed them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like, I knew that I knew, I remember knowing from an early age, that what they were experiencing wasn't the same as everybody else. I didn't know why Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was or the root causes Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But I knew like, okay, I've got this uncle and like, he's a little, you know, it's just, it's weird. It's different. I don't really understand it. Like, I know there's, there's a lot of beers kind of everywhere all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's like, sometimes it's fun and cool. And sometimes it's really scary, but like, I couldn't relate to it because I also didn't have that in my own personal life beyond him. Um, And so, you know, that's something you, you kind of have to work through and you start to realize as you get older, like, oh, that's what that was. You can kind of understand
0: the, everything that went into that. The, uh, the, the, the whole like porn talks, the sex talks, all that, that's also all happening at a much earlier point. uh, And to Ben's point, because all this information is at the palmier hands uh, and kids are getting
1: happens earlier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
0: it's like, man, I it's it's you know, these are conversations that you have to have earlier because if I not know, if it's not from you, you know, and it's from other sources, which I mean mm-hmm. like I learned a lot more from sometimes from like kids in first, second, third grade than I did from like my parents at home. So, you know, but like being a source, right? It has mm-hmm. to happen earlier. Um, especially when, you know, kids are getting their you know, phones at, you know, 10, 11 years old, maybe even earlier in some instances. Um, we just had a kid who, uh, over Christmas, they got their first phone and they're 12 and they were like late, you know, like well, I'm the last yeah. one in my class to get a phone. Yeah, so that's, like, so, that's um, wild to me. Yeah. And so like, you know, we're, we're having to get ready for a lot of conversations, uh, just a lot earlier and, uh, and also like new conversations too, you know, things like with, uh, when it's, I don't know about like LGBTQ, uh, kind of discussions or you know uh is that a girl or is that a boy which is a very innocent question from a child but then you know like navigating those types of conversations early on as well it's um you know it's different i'm sorry i i cut you off hey. earlier andrew I, what were
1: you um what were you um gonna say i i was gonna say what what i'm to ben's point right we're we're gonna have to equip our kids with the right tools to handle all these conversations or have all these conversations. And I think for me, what I'm attempting to do is, or what my plan on attempting to do is, is to give them the ability to evaluate a situation effectively and make a decision that's right for them within that situation. Right. Because I think what we're either going to find out is that when we're all sitting around in the old folks home, having this podcast talking about how we screwed up as parents and um well we're either going to be saying we raised a bunch of kids who can't evaluate a situation and just who react and they're just drones to whatever pops up on their phone next Mm -hmm. which we're seeing a lot with the teenage the the kids who are 17, 18, 19 in their 20s, right? Because their parents just didn't know how to handle the situation it didn't exist yet. They were the first test runs. And mm-hmm. what I'm hoping is that our generation has enough information that we can give our children enough skills to go look, every little thing that goes ding on your phone, you need to look at it, you need to evaluate it, and you need to make a decision about how useful it is to you in your life. And for the most part, ninety nine percent of them, you're going to swipe left and go. That's not a thing I need anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And and if we do it right, we'll be sitting pretty in our old folks' home, going, "Look, look how good our my kid folks. is at making life choices. They're a they're a surgeon, or they're a doctor, or they're a right." anyway it's it's funny that you
0: say that because like we have um there's a family member of ours his name uh i'm gonna say his name but he's older he's 80s 90s and you know like you know as as you know us for us we we have like this you know we we don't want to die you know like and all that but like i feel like at some point you get to an age and you're like you know what i lived a good Mm -hmm. life and the world looks really different and i'm ready to when my time is okay. done, I'm going to open – I'm going <laughs> to welcome that with wide open arms. And, I, and We have a family member who was – he was helping me with like a drywall project once, and I was chatting with him about it. And he's older, older, but he was just like, man, the things you guys have to deal with, uh, I, I made a great impact. I'm done. You know, he's like I'm tired. When it, when when Jesus comes for me, I'm I'm going. You know, I was mm-hmm.
1: like, that's just,
0: just... No, that's I, funny. he's not.
1: Uh, like I I listened to a thing by a 95 year old veteran today about him talking about the Battle of uh, Bastion in World War Two, French, right? yeah, the French Battle of Bastion. yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And it's wow, a deep topic. He he was he was relating his story. He had avoided it for 65 years, right? But what I got from this guy was everything after that in his life was important, but it didn't really affect him. He he mm-hmm. left it. He le it was like, that was the thing that defined how I was going to spend the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and what I did was I went and made sure that that wasn't going to truly affect the rest of my relationships. And right. he was successful at it. Um, he 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 seems to have led a good life. Now, right now, it's a social media blip. Who knows if he was actually successful or whatever. But he right. claimed to have had a 65-year relationship and grandkids and been an educator his whole life. So I'm going with he did it, but he didn't let that little moment destroy him. And I think mm-hmm. my question is how do we raise kids that, that have that ability? Because right. – th- in this era there seems to be a perception that there are always battles of bestion around every corner mm-hmm. every next text right. message is going to be the next and it's like that's not the case yeah like this is all the, a little the, garbage. the
2: the fight or flight sort of yeah. life or death feeling is <clears throat> I, I think it's cued up around this idea that people people are trying to find their place. I mean, if you think about the world that we live in now, so the world from when I was, it makes me feel and sound so old when I say this, but literally I'm 36, like, but the world has changed so quickly that the world I grew up in, in from 1987 to two, I would say even to like 2000, 2005 is wildly different than 2005 and forward. Yes, And the leaps and bounds we've made from a technological standpoint, from uh, an AI standpoint, from the ability for algorithms to feed you what you like and not feed you what you don't like, and therefore you never see opinions that you don't agree with, and therefore opinions you don't agree with must be wrong, and they must be crazy, and they must be the enemy. Like That's where I feel like we have a really challenging time to live in but that we also have a lot of opportunity to talk to our kids and say like, look, there are going to be people in this world you don't agree with. And that's perfectly okay. Everyone's entitled to do things the way they want to, as long as it's not hurting you or someone else, they're entitled to do it. Whether you agree with it or think it's right or wrong, whatever it is, like if it's up to your moral standards or it's not, if they're not hurting anyone else, um, then that's kind of their choice. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think we're ending up is like looking at our kids and saying, these are our standards. This is how we choose to live. This is, this is how I choose to live. You are going to have to take that and interpret it in your life because there's going to be changes in how you live versus what I live because the world you're going to live in is going to be different than the world I grew up in.
1: Right. Right. Well, but I, I think one of the things that, I mean, I agree with you one hundred percent right I think you articulated that very well. One of the things that I think we're we're being it vague about is right now the definition of hurt or injured or mm-hmm. is so vague mm-hmm. that anything that happens is now you hurt me your words mm-hmm. hurt like th- th- there is a point in which we have to draw a rational line and say look right right that that didn't okay. actually hurt you you didn't yeah. take damage you're not suffering you didn't like it that's completely yes, different. No, like from, even even like a sales call. Like we,
0: I mean, you right. I mean, uh, know, a customer a customer service. My dad was telling me a story about how like there's a medical provider and he 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 cares for someone with dementia and he was like being aggressive with them because he was like he needed a prescription for their medication and they were just like just, she doesn't need her medication. They're like, what the what are you talking about? And he started to, and then at one point she uh, the the person is like, I feel threatened with the way that you're talking to me. And it's like it's a young 20 something and it's like, listen, I like this is now it's getting becoming ridiculous that you're you're having hurt feelings like we're talking about someone's life who needs certain medications and your decision is going to impact them. That's why I'm I'm a little upset and I'm getting I'm getting aggressive. So now now you feel threatened and now you have to end the call kind of a thing or or elevate to supervisor for a basic inquiry that is related to your job. Like that's right. where are we going to draw that line? Right. And raising this generation of people that's gonna, going to rise up to that is, um, yeah, is definitely something that
1: yeah. we're all we, going to. As navigate. a society, we got to wrap our brains around what being hurt means, and, um, and right. what injury or personal injury looks like, well, and it and can't just be. It can't be a personal opinion, right? Well, but it, it also that can't point, be you're... a courtroom of your peers because that takes way too long in this day and age.
2: <laughs> and at that point, you're, you're, you're saying I do not control myself and I do not control yeah. it, it, right. and someone else should control what they say or do right. or how they act because right. I have no ability to control my own feelings, thoughts, right. emotions, and however they address me talk to me interact with me will drive my response right so the only and that's literally you're giving up control of the only thing that you control the only thing that you control in this world is your emotional response or your response to a situation the only thing that you control and i think there's a there's a Quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's from again. We're going back to Stoic philosophy because this is, I think it's super <laughs> important. But it's it's this idea that if you are offended, you are complicit in the offense because you are allowing yourself to be offended. Sure, you have. There's an agreement that happens when you're offended that says you have said something. I am agreeing to take part in the offense because I'm allowing you to control my emotional state by being offended. But if somebody says something you don't like and you just choose to go, well, that's out of my control. And is that a, is that my opinion of myself? And if it's not keep it moving. And I think that's where we guide our kids to say someone else's opinion of you. If it's not true, it doesn't matter. It won't matter 10 minutes from now. It won't matter a year from now. It won't matter 15 years from now. You will get
1: over it. It'll be okay. And the, well, the term uh, you're looking for is agency. We're, <laughs> we're in a society absolutely. where Gosh, people man, seem to be giving up a lot of their personal agency. And you have to, I mean, That I mean, that'll be big, right? Raising our kids to understand that you're responsible for your own agency. If you give it to someone else, they're going to abuse you. They're going to hurt you with it. They're going to. Take advantage of you with it. Every time um, I hear that word, I just
0: I, that it is such a, a so Utah Mormon word. You, word. I, 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 that's neither here nor there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive into that. But I mean, you're, you're right. Anyway, uh, to lighten things up, though, let, let's um let's rewind a little bit and talk about uh, something that I do get to enjoy with with uh, with my son. That's that's uh, video games, and it, it's just it's fun that we are able to relive some of the things that I mean. We talk about how things have really changed from the past to now. Well, one thing that hasn't changed is Mario. One thing that hasn't changed is Pikachu or Donkey Kong or uh, Mortal Kombat. No, I'm kidding. That No, we, we don't do that yet. That's, <laughs> I mean, actually, Mortal Kombat, in, in retrospect, is probably way more tame than some of the other things that exist <laughs> now. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, rewinding a little bit and talking about, you know, us as 90s kids, what were some of our favorite games from our, our childhood? I don't know if we broached this topic a little bit ago, but maybe we, we can.
1: Each, uh, we, mm-hmm. we did. We did, we a, did a draft. We did. And then, we did. And then it got onto the list for an actual topic because yeah, the draft started to get out of control.
0: <laughs> so I mean, we maybe we'll bring a few into the table. I, I one of the I mean side scrollers though. Uh, I think you. you one of you guys oh, no, i think it was andrew who brought it up uh, uh then the turtle side scrollers <laughs> that one honestly just sits with me as as one of the best but then i saw oddly enough i follow these weird 90s throwback instagrams and oh, i me I, too. do they have the do they have the nostalgic
2: music behind it too so it's just like imagine imagine it's an early morning in 2005 Uh, or 2002 uh, or whatever and i'm just like it makes me so
0: sad and it's like you're you're (laughs) listening to this cd and you just got done playing pokemon and you know just uh, you know there you go there's a pokemon (laughs) sound effect right there so yeah and it's just like all these 90s things but like um one of them was like just a rewind of like video games and i saw one it was aladdin that was another size girl there was oh, like god, that a good and Toy story
1: that thing, Dude, yep. the aladdin one though oh.
0: and then he would like jump on like the canopy things and then to jump yeah. up and, collect, and you had to and,
1: bounce and oh, oh god yeah. i saw that so and i was hard. like no you could never get out of the wh- temple I, <laughs> you could get <laughs> to the temple you could never get thing. out of the temple
0: yeah. i absolutely Loved that game so those side scrollers, Ninja Turtles, that one. I'll throw one more out there Mega Man X. Mega Man, uh, was super fun to play on Super Nintendo, I absolutely loved it. Um, and uh, yeah, like as you would go, he Mega Man started off blue, but you would like collect all these like upgrades to upgrade your armor, and they, and he would slowly start to turn like white. And mm-hmm. I just, uh, yeah, those are great. No. I mean, I could go with like the Marios and stuff like that, but those three just like. When I see those on on IG Reels, because they always show mm-hmm. up inevitably, they hit. They hit. I,
1: you know what it is for me? It, and no game, to my knowledge, has redone it as well. Everybody has tried. Every bar that I am aware of on the planet has one of these in mm-hmm. an attempt to redo this nostalgia. But Duck Hunt will oh, live on forever. That in is, my Yeah. Youth as the best hunting game and the most frustrating hunting game. (laughs) on NES, play Big
0: Game Hunter on the original NES, and you would never
1: hit it. And and that little dog just clicking on the TV, (laughs) laugh at you. (laughs) Oh god! Like as much as I play Big Game Hunter and I enjoy that game, it's so much easier. You got reloads. You can shoot the, pull the trigger quickly. It responds. It's on target. You don't have (laughs) to be 4.5 meters from the screen with like a perfect angle. Like it was duck hunt. That was a
0: good, good call. I mean, yeah, I remember like walking right up to the screen and the freaking gun, the tip of the gun, just clanking on the glass of the. Yeah. yeah. And And you still missed. Yeah. 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 I was was mad, but uh, no, good call. Good call out. On that note, I you know, that I do I I do like playing fun like hunting games. Uh, there's a one I think it was like a Cabela's Big Game Hunter, and where there was like one mm-hmm. time where you would shoot and it would like yeah. slow down and watch it. show you yeah and if yeah. you got yeah, anything but fun. the lungs and the heart it was just kind of like you're a terrible shot man you got to do better than that for the sake of the animal right. like, damn it,
1: damn it. <laughs> i really got after you yeah i'm exactly. judging you yeah yeah <laughs> i just want to um, see somebody redo duck hunt where you can shoot the dog that's the game i'd <laughs> like to play at this point but like, <laughs> it laughs like, at you play nintendo redo the wii game all right i'll go back and buy a wii give me the little pistol and i want to shoot the duck just once just once right i miss the duck i miss the duck he starts laughing he gets it and it's like you shot the duck dog game over right that's fine i'm okay with it i just want to hit him once all right there's uh i mean we're talking
0: about kind of older nes sega games but if we were to kind of push forward a little bit kind of go into the ps3 era tony hawk man uh, that was that was a. I all the Tony Hawk games were great and they they re released them. I, I haven't downloaded them and played them yet, but I will because those were those were a really good time. And then another great good. one was Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal, Twisted was, Metal cool. was good. Was that. I mean, see, I, I was not a 7. Tony. Oh, Final, Final Fantasy, was Final Final
1: Fantasy was, 7
0: was good. I love Final Fantasy I I mean, 10. I was a big 10 guy. I yeah, Final but was, I
1: couldn't do the online part. Uh, that it was an online at the time, that, or was Final that 11. 10 was, that was,
0: I think that may have been eleven. Uh, Final Fantasy X was the first where they act, was the first one where they use like voice actors to like uh, bring the story. No. To life. Anyway, Wait, what were so, you? I did seven. I, I, I was
2: on. I was not a uh, a Tony Hawk kid because I didn't skateboard, but I rode BMX bikes. So oh. Dave Mira, Dave Mira's BMX Dude. was like my like that was I wasted hours on that game to the point where like I got in trouble for not doing my homework yeah type deal Dude. But yeah Dave Mira's BMX was like you could go to the you could go to Woodward so like that was like my fantasy was like when I was hardcore into BMX was like yeah. I wanted to do a Woodward summer camp in Pennsylvania and go yep. like with like all the pro BMXers and I was like <laughs> I somehow thought at 11 or 12 I was good enough to like be at that camp so like mom I need like two thousand dollars so I can go to bike camp <laughs>
1: God. Talk about like, it a was, dangerous place. Like, let's put yeah. that into perspective in the 90s, right? Mom, oh, yeah. let's put 11 12 12-year-old boys at a camp with 18-year-old skateboarding drug addicts and alcoholics. Like, yeah. that sounds like yeah. an excellent idea. It's fine. Right? Yeah, it's no. Fine. They, yeah. Top of
0: this episode, though, we we're talking about like things that we wouldn't let our kids do. Like, right. I would probably let them, rather them do that than go to a sleepover though. <laughs> no, I
1: <don't> <laughs> Oh, uh, I guess I don't know, but there I mean, there's funny there's um oh, go ahead, well, I was to say you guys like jumped a whole genre of games I mean, I don't know, like I guess maybe there is a a console life in between like when I started and when you guys started, but I mean that whole s n e s level of the original Mario Kart
0: was oh, yeah. out there mm-hmm. was, the original star fox
1: it, the original star oh, Fox. star fox was right. so good yeah. all those I mean, you, you just, can play on the switch for free right now and by the those way. games were like a level up from where i started playing video games right like yeah. those graphics were and then you'd like we lived on game or on n64's golden eye i mean that oh, yeah. was that was oh. our sleepover game du jour. If we had so, a sleepover, mm-hmm. three there in the were times morning. when we got two TVs in one room and dad was pissed because he had to haul this, the giant TV yep. downstairs. But we had <laughs> two 64s and eight controllers and that 12 was. kids in the basement screaming at each other. And, dude,
2: and every that, time somebody would get a Moonraker and just destroy everybody yeah, else. Just
1: rake everybody. Just dude, so
2: bad. So no
1: slappers only no one shot no why is everybody um, on job this sucks yeah Dude, I mean, the <laughs> thing is
0: okay so as and there, it's undeniable a goal and i was the game but tier. i will say Define there the was genre. there was an underrated shooter though that was extremely fun as well it was called perfect dark
1: did it you guys was, ever play? No, Perfect Dark was was GoldenEye with different skin.
0: Yes, it was GoldenEye with different skin, more yeah. like aliens and stuff like that. And they had a the gun that can yes. like shoot through walls, and it was like mm-hmm. insane. It was, dude. Perfect well, Dark I, was fun. I absolutely love Perfect Dark, and yeah. then there was um, but the sports games that that you know that yeah. Ben even talked about. There was a one; it was just called Ten Eighty. It was like a snowboarding yeah. game. uh Played oh, that a Ten Eighty. Was super frustrating
2: because the moves were really hard to do. It was because every no. move was like a fourteen-button combination to like get <laughs> him to spin.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it felt like Mortal Kombat like moves where you have like it was like a yeah it was it was hard to pull those off. There's another game called uh, Pastrana versus McGrath. It was like a not BMX, mm-hmm. but it was more like motocross kind of and a motocross, thing. Motocross. Yeah. yeah. It was that was fun too. Uh, no, but N sixty four definitely was. Um, was wave <laughs> race. Yeah, yeah, if you guys are watching oh on YouTube, God, by the Wave way, Race.
1: Dude, Wave Race <laughs> oh my, oh, the original Mario Tennis. Kay. Wait, did you guys ever play really Hydro Tennis. Thunder? I never played Hydro Thunder. It was
0: called Hydro, Hydro, Hydro? Yeah. Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like these yeah. race boats. Oh, yeah. Yep. I remember going to yeah. Flood Ruckers and they had like a Hydro Thunder like machine that you would like pay like, you know, 25 cents to play the thing. But then I, when I realized that it was on N64, I freaking lost my mind because we, no, we were at Blockbuster where you can rent not just we movies, can you can rent games. games. You rent games, Dude, right? Let's explain Hydro this to rented. you, young chaps. There used to be a place you could go,
2: a physical oh, no. store. A physical location where you could rent, rent movies and video games. And if you lived in a small uh, town like I did, it was a family-owned business. Look, look. It was a, like uh, GameStop
1: with, a back, Stop. with, with a back the room. buy and exchange, except for you just rented it for three days yep. oh, <laughs> instead man. of buying and taking it back and getting screwed on the price every time like we did. Needless now. to
0: say, <laughs> uh, I held on to Hydro Thunder and Diddy Kong Racing for way too long, and we incurred a lot of fees. So (laughs) at what point do you just own it?
1: So (laughs) do you guys remember when you could actually play video games at the arcade? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you could find the game at the store. Like Cruising USA (laughs) was a a sit-down behind-the-wheel arcade game, cost a buck to play. And it was one of the first ones that was online where you could like dial a phone number. And it would you you had a it had a ten key, and you could dial your pin number, and you could have an account on Cruisin' USA, and you could sit down at any Cruisin' USA machine. And anyway, I love uh, that game, see, and then Cruisin' I USA found it for the for the it was either the sixty four or the GameCube. And you know what I did that not was realize amazing.
0: That. I only ever thought that you could play Cruisin' USA on uh on yeah at the, at the thing yeah wh- i'm like oh gosh i'm like googling it right now and like seeing the freaking logo
1: <laughs> yeah frozen <laughs> usa and it had all but the best part about it so this was before in my opinion oh. i'm sure it wasn't but this was before like gran turismo racers were a thing right yeah yeah and so they'd because only do like one 97 map. yeah and the maps were always the same and so Dude. you could play on your 64 i'm pretty sure it was a 64 and Hmm. learn all the secrets and screw up all and hit reset as many times as you want and then you could go to the arcade and put your money in and you Uh. had a pedal and a wheel and you could use all the secrets you'd learned to get the high score on the machine right and man we played that one (laughs) what what games what games had the
0: konami code other than like up up down down left right left right ba start Remember that
1: you know that code Street fighter and what was <laughs> I know Mortal there Kombat you can do more. that Mortal Kombat Any-
0: nah,
1: maybe I'm thinking of the wrong ones
0: maybe a different man oh my gosh wait it's just so funny that and and by the way Gran Turismo that was like the first. I remember they had endurance races in Gran Turismo where you'd race this track for like four hours or something like that. So I'd be in my mm-hmm. Toyota Supra and and that I was all like all maxed out with, um, with all the <laughs> gear. And then I went out, I changed the drivetrain, mom. And I don't know, just like all these Contra. things that you you're thinking get. of Contra. I don't think a Grant. Oh, Oh, the uh, Konami code? Yeah. Ah, man, there you go. Because it was made by Konami. Anyway, this, oh gosh, I'm like Googling all these things. I'm seeing so many different logos and just like absolute, uh, it, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun uh, topic to, to go down in a fun, good right right PC lane. gamers at all. No, I wasn't. I was truly
1: console. Oh, see, you missed yeah. out on a whole genre. The only thing that I, mean, I
0: did play on PC was it was like a, um it was like a war game where you would control people and you'd tell them to go. alert. Uh, what's that? Red alert. Again? I think red it was alert. that yeah. command and yeah. conquer red alert command yep. and conquer command yep. and
1: conquer. That was the only one that I played. That so. was the end. That was kind of the, the one of the major ones in the genre, but so everybody knows world of Warcraft, right? Yep. And MMORPG made millions of dollars. The first game Blizzard released that was in my opinion, a major success was called Warcraft and it's the history it it is World of Warcraft and it was Orcs versus Humans and it was a turn but ba- it wasn't turn based it was real time strategy but it was that build a city build a fort you had to build roads and it was amazing we played that until we were blue in the face when i was in middle school Warcraft followed by StarCraft followed by Warcraft 2 and then came Diablo with battle net dude and let's that, not uh, uh, if we if we open the door on
0: diablo andrew will go all out guys if you had <laughs> any fun games that you uh that you really enjoyed let us know in the comment section uh shoot us any sort of dms we'd love to hear from you guys uh that'll do it for this week's episode, it was really, really fun getting to go down memory lane. Uh, if you have any thoughts about uh, any of the parenting topics that we talked about at the top of the episode, let us know. Uh, check the links down in the show notes in the YouTube description if you want to join us on Discord. You can always visit dadverb.com for courses from pregnancy up through year one of fatherhood. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.